0: Hello, my friends. Katie Day with the Movement to Texas team. We are here with another episode of the Real Advice podcast. I am pumped for this week's guest um, because I've been following him on social media for a while and just love all of the wide variety of content that he puts out. I think that's normally – um, my qualifier for if I want to follow someone and then, you know, continue to follow along with their content is just the wide range of like personal and business and family and, you know, interests, and then also, you know, a little bit of real estate in there as well. Um, so I am really excited to welcome Andrew, the snapping realtor, to the podcast today. What is going on?
1: How's it going? Thank you for having.
0: Me. um, thanks for thanks for coming. So, um, one thing I didn't ask you before we started the podcast. So I know you're in the LA area, right? Yeah, yeah. California. Yeah. What's your market? Because I know in California and in LA especially, like, you know, I know like 15 LA realtors and none of you work in the same fit. So what's your submarket in your market?
1: I would say I do mostly stuff in West Hollywood and then like mid city Los Angeles. So West Adams, Leimert Park, Culver City. Um, I'm out of the Santa Monica Compass office, so but I do stuff from Long Beach all the way up to Woodland Hills, and then all the way out to Pasadena. So, awesome, uh, and so like much greater Los Angeles area, but that's like to the west side of Los okay,
0: Angeles. Okay, all right, that's that's helpful because it it truly is like. I'll I'll talk to Taya or you know uh, Robert Mack or Chris Quan or like any of these people that like we're all you know friends with and I'm like oh well so and so did it he's like well I don't work there but so and so does and I'm like it's literally the same city that you're saying your city's and he's like no 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 but I don't work that side of town and I'm like okay well that makes sense I know uh, one time when I was in Anaheim like to go somewhere that was like seven miles away it took like 45 minutes and I was like okay now I get why you guys are very specialized you know you may work certain areas and things like that but like yeah.
1: Yeah, I lost. Oh, good. Old so, um, for
0: <laughs> for those that may not know you, how did you get into real estate?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, so, I actually came out to LA 18 years ago. I did the acting thing, so I did commercials, some stage stuff, some TV, um, and then my dad died in 2013, and that just like changed my whole world he died of a stroke at 61 like overnight um and it just put me into like a huge depression like i would go to auditions and i would like sign in and then i would have a panic attack and i would leave and get in my car and just cry and go home um and through therapy um i learned that like that wasn't a passion anymore of mine but like i wanted to stay in los angeles and like i had a hard time of like thinking that it was a failure if i stopped pursuing the acting career. Um, but then, you know, I was working in a restaurant and another one of the waitresses that was working there, she got her real estate license. And she said, Andrew, like you should think about it. You'd be really good. And like I'm not one of those people that like say, like, oh, I love HGTV, I love homes. I think I'd be a good real estate agent. Like for me, I like networking and I love like connecting with people. So like my therapist had me like write down all this stuff on a piece of paper. And like Napa, working in Napa, I, like a winery was like number one. But then I was like, yeah, I might be a little bored. Um, and real estate was number two. And I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I just get my license and see what happens? And I got my license for <laughs> the first year. I did nothing. Cause I thought like all of a sudden you were gonna, I joined Keller Williams and all of a sudden it was just going to be like business coming at me. That's yeah. happen. Um, and then I like, so I kicked it back up again with Keller Williams and the ignite program. And I really was like, okay, Andrew, like, if you want to do this, you got to go all in. And I did go all in, but I did not go all in the way that all the other agents were doing it. Um, They, like, I remember our productivity coach wanted us to go through our phone and call everybody that was in our sphere and tell them that we were in real estate now. And I just remember sitting there and like, none of my friends are going to answer like, this is not good. And so I actually went outside and I would go on Snapchat and I would send snaps to all my friends. And that's where the snapping realtor came from, from Snapchat. And I, you know, like I would get immediate engagement back and I would go out on Caravan and put all the homes on Snapchat. And I started doing like bathtubs on Tuesdays. So it was like a tough hashtag tough Tuesday deal. And then it's like Snapchat kind of died off, um, RIP. And then Instagram stories got big. And when Instagram stories got big, that's really for me where I was like, okay, I can connect with people this way. And then like for me, it's just been, obviously, I mean, you know, social media is a huge part of my business and I'm really passionate about it. And I'm passionate about other agents using it. Um, Yeah. 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 Where I've kind of just now my business is sphere and social media.
0: So, you know, thinking back to like, you know, if you're a brand new agent again, right, what advice would you give to someone if they're a brand new agent, just got licensed, like just hung their license at a random brokerage, like, and now they need to to get business? Like, would you go a similar route to what you did? Like, what advice would you give to someone that's brand new? I
1: I would double down, triple down on social media, and I would go out to, you know, it depends on where you are. So make sure you go by your local MLS rules. But I would go out and put homes on your stories, create reels, But also not just real estate-related stuff. Start showing, like, who you are. And it's going to take some time. But if you are dedicated and consistent with it, I think it's going to happen sooner than it used to be, like, you know, five or six years ago when a lot of us agents started doing that. Um, Yeah. That success can happen even faster now.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree. And I think that part of it is because um, the like now with reels and like the for you pages on TikTok and different things like that, like you're recommended to so many more people. Right. So if you're creating content that is engaging and is, you know, something that people like, oh, this is interesting or, oh, I like what he's saying or I like what he's doing. Like once they see you once or twice or a couple of times, they're either going to continue to see you or they'll start following you. And that's I've realized on TikTok, like there's a lot of people I don't follow. But mm-hmm. every single time I log in, I'm seeing their content just because I watch it all the way through. Right. Yeah. And that's like now with the algorithms, um, I would completely agree with you on that, that like that definitely needs to be a significant part, you know, of your lead generation, um, you know, if you're a brand new agent, for sure.
1: And, and also it's free. Yeah, that too. It is for At the end of the day, it's free and it could blow up your brand and your business more than to me anything else. And that's yeah. what I, like agents. Cause you, I mean, you know, real estate agents, like I'm guilty of it too. Like I will throw away money at every single thing. I remember a Tom Ferry event, like this was before COVID. This was probably elite retreat in January of 2020. Everybody was walking around with like a DG, like little, um, camera. Yeah. I mean, literally every agent was walking around with that. Yeah. This is all you need. This is yeah. all you need. You don't need to spend money. On anything like it's just more it's time and also I think it's a little bit of creativity yeah for sure the agents are scared of that part
0: well and so you know I think that it's like one maybe they they haven't been on social a ton or haven't consumed the content first and that's like for me I like I like following people in the industry outside of the industry like to get those ideas of like oh I like this and I could could do this towards real estate or I like you know Glenda Baker's videos, but like, I'm never going to be Glenda Baker. Right. Like, so like, let me, how can I do a similar thing, but put my spin on it. Right. Um, you know, I think one thing that I love about your story is like, you know, the snapping realtor literally came from Snapchat, which like when you talk to, to a ton of people, like that's like kind of where they started on social, right? Like, so where my point of all of this or my question of all of this is like, how do you feel like you stay like relevant and like timely and, all of that on social because it's like you could have just been like well snapchat's dead and now i'm no longer doing social like that's unfortunate yeah. or you could still be the guy that's putting you know i mean people still use snapchat just not our age yeah, um, yeah. you know like so how do you feel like you stay relevant with
1: social i think for me it is like constantly being up to date with what's what people are using and like i i've I fought reels for a while i did not want to do them i remember Taya made me do one when Taya and I saw each other for the first time in the beginning of COVID after we had okay. seen each other. Yeah. And I remember sitting on a rooftop in Santa Monica and she's like, let's just make a reel. And I'm like, this is so stupid. I do not want to do this stupid stuff. Like, I just want to post like a nice lifestyle shot. I'm going to get engagement numbers and it's going to be good. And I fought it for a while. And then once I started, once I understood what a reel can do, or a TikTok as well, like what a video can do for you, for you and your business. To me, it was like, oh shit. Like, this is, <laughs> this, is I, this is, it's easier than it, it like, it really has, like, it's so easy. Yeah, yeah. But you can't overthink it. And most agents overthink it.
0: Um, not to like call you out or anything, but like, I know you have a course. Isn't it all about reels?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I remember, <laughs> I remember I fought it for so long. And then in January, my partner and I were in the Maldives. And, like, I found the Maldives because of Instagram. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Have to get here. Yeah. And I remember sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, Instagram, the old way, is now dead. Like, picture. I mean, you probably saw, like, ph- like photos was, were not getting the engagement that you were used to. And if, and I was like, I have to go all in on wheels if I'm going to do this. And for me, if I created an online course, because I had one on just Instagram before, that it will keep me accountable. And so I did it. And I started in January, with just like a two week boot camp, and it got so big. I do one almost every month now, and I just keep growing it. And for me, it keeps me accountable. And also, like I just like how reels. I, for I don't know about you, but like reels have given me like a newfound passion and like an energy in this business that I think I lost over the years because I was just like tired and just like I was like just tired of it, and now yeah. like reels like I'm having fun and I'm connecting with people and it's like I get to show my another side of my personality
0: um uh, at any point in time does taya like laugh at you until you told you so oh, you yeah. back on that time yeah, at the rooftop
1: and... on the phone with her like not even 20 minutes ago um because we were talking about our compass retreat in Atlanta but we yeah. were just like we just talk all things social because I mean you you know you know her and it's Funny, it's just fun to like. She'll always be like, "Remember when you didn't want to do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs>
0: and now you're teaching people how to do that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I teach people how to do it. So it's it's fun. I love it.
0: What would be your number one advice? Like, you know, I mean, you hear it all. We hear it all. Sometimes I feel that way. Like, oh, I don't like how I look today. Oh, I didn't sleep well. Oh, this. Like, there's so many excuses to not do video, right? In in and social media and reels and all that. Like what's, what's your like, get the F on video advice.
1: Number one, get a haircut. Honestly, like it's so simple, but I learned in COVID because like for like a long time, people couldn't get haircuts, right? And then like people weren't comfortable. Like I get a fade now, like maybe every three weeks. It is the best I feel most confident. So whatever it is for you that you feel the most confident. If I yeah. was a girl, I would like go to um like the blow dry, dry bar.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: know, yeah. hair blown out. I was telling Taya like before she did Rent the Runway, I'm like, do Rent the Runway. If I was a woman, I would do Rent the Runway and I would do it every week and I would do reels of the different outfits and tag the designers, you know, like do things that make you feel confident. So for me, it's getting a haircut and like a nice shave. That's going to be when I feel the most confident on camera. And then on that day, I'm also going to batch. So I'll yeah. probably film like four or five reels so that I can then sprinkle them in over the next two weeks.
0: Yeah.
1: Cause it's hard. Like there are some days where it just like, just with work itself, I'm just drained. And like the last thing I want to do is do a lip syncing raw.
0: <laughs> well, and that's that's where I think that like, that's where I think that like having batched content and having stuff that you, you're like, okay, here are some ideas. I'm feeling great today. So let me shoot a few, you know, and getting those out of the way because things are going to come up. Life's going to happen, you know, selling real estate is going to happen. Right. And like having it already, already made with like an, an idea for a caption or even already having the caption written out. That's like, boom, boom, done. You can like go do your day. But if every single day you're creating content, like, yeah, you're never going to
1: get it done. Yeah, that's not good time management. Yeah, at all. If that's what you're doing, like you have to batch. Yeah, no, I would, I would completely agree. Um, But I also find that Instagram stories, though, are still to me the most important part of Instagram, Instagram. I love stories because that's where you can. That's where, like, to me, I care more about what's going on in my DMs. I don't care about views. I don't care about likes. I care about comments and seeing people share my stuff but i care most about my dms because those are real conversations that i'm having back and forth with people and hopefully i can get those off of dms into real life whether that's a phone call dinner coffee and conversation about something right uh, yeah. but stories and stories like the whole point of stories are just like a part of your life off the cuff content you know like a day in the life so you don't have to be all done up um I've
0: actually had clients that I've gotten from Instagram that it'll be like time to write the contract and I'll realize I don't actually have their phone number. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm going to plug in their contact information on the contract and I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, Andrew, um, do yeah. me a favor. What's the best number to reach you at? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I mean, we've been DMing and like calling each other over Instagram, but I don't have your actual phone number. They're like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's, you know, th- blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, whatever. Um, so I always think that's funny. Like just how, Instagram and, and Facebook Messenger and all of these different, like, DM platforms have, have become, like, common commonplace for
1: communication. I mean, even, like, within my friends, like, it's easier for me to get in contact with them through a DM than it is a text. <laughs> like, so that's, like, if that's just you and your friends, then, like, that's yeah. kind of like the way it is now. You know? like, yeah. It's, it's weird.
0: I had a friend I called on the phone the other day and they didn't pick up. And I like went to go shoot them a DM instead of sending them a text. I went to go send them a DM. Cause I'm like, she's probably on Instagram and just like swiped up on my call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Like ignore yeah. my call to respond to me on yeah, DM. Yeah, on your
1: phone. <laughs>
0: um, what, what time of day do you feel like you get your best work done?
1: Morning. In the morning. That, yeah. I would say up until about four o'clock and then like, <laughs> Start fading. It goes fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I would agree. I also like wor- working out in the morning and then, you know, getting work done. And like I work out early. So then like between for me, like, you know, 630 and 8 a.m. Like I'm able to like clear out my inbox, get all yeah. my tasks in my CRM clear, like do all of these things before people start responding and, and calling yeah. me back and stuff like that. But like it's all out there. It's all done. And then like I can you know, deal with all the fires and, you yeah. know, other stuff.
1: I mean, that's why I feel like batching specifically for me, I, in the beginning of the week, like on a Monday or a Tuesday, it's easier for me because as the week goes on, or especially when like, you know, the real estate market was crazy out here, like up until two months ago, um, that like, it was just, I mean, fires were coming up, homes were coming up. Oh, got to see this, got to see this, that by the end of the week, like I did not have time to make it. Yeah. Deals. And there were then, there was like a month or two where, like, I literally did not post a reel in two months because yeah. I was so busy and, like, I did not put the time in. Yeah. And then, though, no, it's tough. It's it's hard, but I think you just got to be really good at time management, which is something I'm working on.
0: <laughs> at <laughs> least you recognize that, right? Like, some people would just be like, oh, well, you know, oh, well, didn't happen, but got to find room for improvement, right? <laughs> It's rough. Uh, If you weren't a real estate agent, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Maybe working at a winery. I love wine. I love thinking about wine. So I probably would do that because I've already been an actor and I don't want to do that again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What's your top – I don't want to box you into a corner with like one. But I guess like what are your maybe top three to five wines that if you see it on a menu, you're like, oh, this is what I'm getting.
1: Oh, good question. Um, I love Camus. Okay, I mean, that's a go to. Um, I love also my dad's favorite wine was Honeg, H O N I G out of Napa. Uh, they make a really good um, Cabernet, but also are known for their Sauvignon Blanc. So that for me is um, always on there. I love Silver Oak, I think it's a little overrated. Um, I mean, it's just like you just don't really see it at a steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, I also love Joseph Phelps Insignia. Okay. That's a good blend. And then right now though, for the price point, Camus makes it's called Bonanza. Yes. It's twenty bucks a bottle.
0: It's cheap.
1: Camus quality to me, like you're drinking Camus quality wine at a discount. Yeah. Because it's the same, like it's the same family. I don't even I mean, who knows about the grapes where the grapes are coming from, but like it's the best twenty dollar bottle of wine to me that yeah. you can um so that one too i really like that one i also like conundrum which Camus makes as well yep. and it's the red blend it's like 20 yep. 24 bucks oh my god it's like vanilla going down your mouth is-
0: i feel like i feel like um conundrum and bonanza are both good like second bottles right so like if you have a big group of people like you drink the bo- the bottle of Camus, and everyone's like oh this is amazing like whatever and then once you got a little bit in you like then, you know, you don't want to keep drinking $80, $100 bottles of wine, right? Like, so then you just, like, take it down a notch. And, like, here's the $20 bottle that, like, tastes great. But, like, at that point in time, you're not like, hmm, this tastes slightly off. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah. this is good. Let's go.
1: We now have stickers that because I'm a member of, like, lots of wine clubs here. And we have stickers. There's a red sticker, red, purple, and green. And I if it's a purple sticker, I'm, I'm not allowed to open that. Because I'll once like the wine's in me, I'll be like, Oh, let's open up another bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You're opening up a hundred bottle. And like there's no reason for that. So now I have things color coded and that's when I'm like on shelves yeah. <laughs> in the wine closet and that's when I'm allowed to open at certain times of the night. <laughs> um it's
0: funny that you say that because basically like I've I've been to Napa a few times, right? And like you either sign up for the wine club, which is the more expensive mistake, or you like Order a case of wine to ship at home, which is also an expensive mistake, but slightly less because you're not getting it for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, as as you know, obviously. So um, I I got a shipment from Camus or whatever. I think it was like a half case because I split it with a friend. You know, so it wasn't too crazy. But I came home on like a Tuesday night, and my husband was sitting in the living room with like a bottle of Camus, like just drinking wine, like you know, just just kind of chilling on a on a, on a Tuesday. And I like come in the house and I was like, are we celebrating something? He's, no, why? I was like, you're drinking like a, an expensive bottle of wine. Like, and I'm trying to like, not be like livid, you know? Um, so he was like, all right, like moving forward, like we need to have some sort of system. So we now have shelves in the wine fridge of like table wine. And then like, these yeah. are the good ones. Um, yeah. but from that point on, he's like, okay, like, you know, K is clearly not a Tuesday night wine. Um, you know, we'll, we'll stick to the, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something cheaper, but we'll stick to the whatever, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that was that was a funny uh, thing that happened. One that I like, and I don't know if you've been here before or drink at all, is Del Dotto. No. Have you been there?
1: No. It's in Napa. But um,
0: way. they they do like a cave tasting, right? Oh, so right. they do the barrels, mm-hmm. um, and basically like you know you pay for how many ever glasses, but like basically if you get like a fun one they'll give you extra like pours from the barrel like in in the thingy you know we yeah, um, went you, you know go in this cave and then you come out of the cave and they they can do like a secondary tasting where it's like they give you like pizza and, like food and like different things and then like in order to like purchase you can then sample like the bottles um, so like they don't give you like full like tasting glasses, but they'll give you like a, a couple sips or two of like more wines. And you can try different stuff. So I ended up bringing home a, a, like a I think a half case from there as well. Um, and it's it's I, like it's always one of those things, too, when I feel like when I go on a wine tasting where I'm like, hopefully, like I didn't just have the wine tasting rub off on me. And I think these are good. You know, you get them home and they're still oh, good. All of that them was... have been good. So that's another one. that, that It's like. a lot to me um,
1: for sure. I'm like, oh, I really like this wine. When I decided to sign up for a year membership, yeah, and now I'm having second thoughts. So then that that's my gift wine. Yeah, that's that. Yeah,
0: we're on the same page. I I, I get you, Andrew. I get you, man. Um, <laughs>
1: so now, it's in the right. box. It's in a different closet. <laughs> all
0: right, focusing back on real estate. Cause I mean, like I could continue this conversation for hours. of wine is one of you know my favorite things to to drink. Um, all right, we talked about new agent advice. What do you think, and we talked about social media, what do you think that, like, if someone's been in the the, the real estate industry for a while, right, um, and, like, they feel as if they've plateaued, right, we see it, we see it a lot, right, like, you're, you're in real estate, like, you can't break past a certain amount of transactions a year or a certain, you yeah. know, financial goal that you have or something like that, like, what advice would you give to them for them to get from that, you know? 15 transactions to 25 or whatever whatever they're looking to do to like kind of take it to the next level right whatever that looks like for them what advice would you give to someone that's maybe been in the industry for a little while
1: and then are we talking like social media specific or just in
0: general i mean just in general i guess right for real estate like obviously it could be adding in some social media it could be you know a different pillar of income or something like that but like what would you like you know if if i was just like man i've been selling real estate for for you know eight years i just can't You know, get past $100,000 a year. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, what would you try to have me do?
1: I would say rethink and be intentional because for me, I'm I'm all about doing it for the less amount of money and free. And be intentional when you're using social media and that agent to agent referral to me. um, Like, I I don't think agents realize the power of that. This year, 65% of my business has been agent to agent referral, either me getting referrals or me giving out referrals to different parts of the country. And I think most agents overlook that and overlook how to to build that. You guys are with real, right? Jason Cassidy, Macy. Yeah. To me, that's a very, like, collaborative place to be right like where like it's the same thing i think for compass of being in a a brokerage to me that compass agents like i mean it's collaboration without ego one of robert's principles right robert rafkin's principles and it's building up that base i remember when i was building my social media they're like Oh, agents like all you have is agents follow you ah, Like I don't want agents following me and I'm like then you're you're doing then you're doing social media wrong to me yeah. because agents are a the most supportive when you create content when you do stuff like that means shares likes comments yeah but also they're they're going to be the ones that refer you business yeah not just your sphere, like your sphere to me is very important. It's my it's my most important. But agent to agent referral are those agents that are going to refer you business. Like and wherever city you are, like for for me, I'm here in LA. So a lot of New York LA crossovers. So have your group of agents in New York that you can that you can refer business out to. Also, like now for California, have your agents in Texas in Houston, Austin, Dallas, because you know. The, so, sorry for you guys but the californians are coming in right <laughs> the good and the bad and also like nashville is a big one denver is yeah. a big one you know and like find those places where and like start creating relationships so like we have our compass retreat in a couple of weeks in atlanta like when there's a real retreat i think actually it might be in a couple of weeks in San Antonio. same time or? same time same time in san Antonio, right yeah like so like make sure like don't just hang out with agents from your office like it yeah me. like me and Tara are a little different because we're besties but, <laughs> you're no, like
0: okay. don't hang out with people except for if it's me and Tay then it's fine
1: <laughs> okay because you'll probably see us not separated but she'll be the loud one and i'll be the quiet one but i will say like you know find like new agents from around the country and start who can, like i hate it and i used to see this at tom ferry events agents walk around and just throw their business cards or like you know swag like tablets or pens or like selfie sticks like on all the tables they weren't talking to you though yeah they like so you had no idea who this was like go to these dinners when you're doing when you're at these tom Ferry or any of these events go to like a dinner and get to know a small group of agents because those are going to be the people so that's where i would say like if you're an agent that's been doing this to go back to your original question and like you're kind of stuck be intentional rethink another another route that you can get business by and like it's not just putting your you know your face on a billboard anymore or a bench like yeah. it's got to be bigger than that and also it's got to be like video driven or some type of social media driven content
0: well, and that's the biggest thing that I like always say when people are like with social. I'm like my three pillars of social are like agent agent referrals, past client and sphere, top of mind and referrals, and then lead generation. Like and mm-hmm. like the the past client and agent referrals kind of go back and forth, right? As far as like which one is more prevalent, because those are those are huge drivers of our business for our team, right? And like, yes, I lead generate, but people are like, well, why aren't you, you know, why is there no call to action? Or why are you not like trying to get people to DM you or talking about buying or selling? And I'm like, I'm talking about buying or selling in all of my content, right? But like not every single one of them, I'm like, buy with me today, right? Like it's like planting those seeds and like staying top of mind with everyone, you know, and then there's asks in there as well. But like, you know, I think that for those that are on social and it's just all ask, 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 like they don't see any success with it. Um
1: yeah but you know Maybe because, like, they never show their face so you have no idea what they yeah. look like which is like my biggest pet peeve on there but also <laughs> like, agents in general like we don't have the best reputation to the general public you know like yeah. I, people think we're selling sunset selling oc type like million dollar listing stuff or like we're just slimy salespeople.
0: yeah you
1: well know? and like there was a article in inman in 2018 and i'll never forget it and it said that 83% of millennials said that they would consider working with an influencer as their real estate agent.
0: Yes, I saw that.
1: And that that was a big moment for me of how I started treating Instagram. And I kind of pivoted more towards the influencer stuff, like type of material, whereas like we influence so many things, like not just by sell, but like I influence what wineries people are going to in Napa all the time people like go to santa barbara county what wine what are the wineries that i that i have to go to or andrew what's your favorite Italian restaurant in la right now you know like it's we're remodeling our bathroom what we're we're gonna send you two pictures which tiles should we pick
0: yeah you
1: know like all kinds of stuff so that when the time comes to buy sell or refer i'm top of mind yeah and i'm not annoying it's just like it's just part of my life that you want to be a part of it or not. I'm sure like some people do not like me and aren't good by me and that's fine. (laughs) But like for the most part, like I'll never forget a couple of years ago, like, you know, going to like a friend's engagement party, there was like a hundred people there. And on the way there, like I pulled up like stats and like the different, like, I'm like, I know people are gonna be talking, like, it just, everybody always wants to talk about real estate when I come to these events. And it's a good problem to have. But like, I don't have to go around when I'm at like friends' engagements or baby showers and stuff, and like figure out a way to talk real estate, because literally they just come up to me and they just won't to start. To say, oh, this market's crazy fire, isn't it? Or like, what's going on with the interest rates? How's that affecting the market? Or like, what parts of L do you think we should buy our second home in? Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. because I'm just always showing my brand, and I'm not too salesy on there. Yeah in that eight, that, that 80, 20 rule where it's like 80% personal and 20% your business. And you slide no, that in. Sure. Most of the time I slide that in on my stories is the business. Yeah. Cause I think reels and your posts that gets you new followers, but I think your stories, that's what converts them to clients because that's where you start building trust and they start getting to know who you are. Um, so
0: No, I would I would completely agree with that. Um, all right, so we talked wine, but I'm going to hit you with the last question that sometimes some people. So, you, I hope you're ready. If it were your last meal on Earth, what would you want to eat?
1: Probably lasagna. Okay, lasagna, something Italian, cacio e pepe, but it would most likely be lasagna. Like I have a big thing for lasagna right now and garlic bread. <laughs> Do you have like, big... oh, yeah. of course.
0: And then, but would you go with like an Italian wine or like a cab?
1: Oh, I'd go with a cab. Cause like, if this is my yeah, last okay. meal, I want a big Napa cab. It's probably been open for like an hour. So it's breed and most, it probably will be like Joseph Phelps insignia. Cause it's going to be like, and I also want a Coke. I want a Coca-Cola.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's always funny. People's like guilty pleasures or they're like immediately. Oh yeah, totally. It would be lasagna. You're like,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, I eat Italian food. Like I could, I'm doing like factor something like that. Like these meal prep, like meals that are being delivered. It's great. I lost pounds, but literally like when I wasn't doing that, I was eating Italian food like four times a week. (laughs) I could eat it every
0: day. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things to love, you know, the pasta, Mm. the garlic,
1: tomatoes
0: all the things cool well andrew thank you so much for your time today very much appreciated Uh, um if someone doesn't already follow you on social where's the best place for them to find
1: you what's your what are your handles Uh, the snapping realtor across all platforms uh, perfect yeah definitely connect great to see you
0: good to see you too thank you for your time
1: i'm gonna be watching through all of you guys Yeah, have fun in Atlanta. Yeah, will do. (laughs) Have a great day.